Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Geekscapists, welcome back to Geekscape in Los Angeles. Last week was a lot of fun in New York City, but for episode 146, we're back in the uh, Geek Cave. And uh, if you're new to Geekscape, this is your favorite movies, video games, and comic book podcast where we talk about the latest news and reviews. I'm Jonathan London, and of course I'm joined by a guest host rotating every week. This week we've got Derek Miller. You guys may recognize him as the best friend on My Secret Girlfriend, which... uh, Take me through the creation of this show. It started online, or what happened? Yeah, it was actually a Mobisode. It was created. Well, what is a Mobisode? A Mobisode is a downloadable episode uh-huh. for your telephone. So, like, I got a guy, uh, you know, guys could download these girlfriends, these secret girlfriends. Okay. And so they could watch, like, hey, baby, what was up last night? Hey, wait, that's weird in and <laughs> yeah, of yeah. itself. So. Yeah. Um, so but if it, you're not happy with the girlfriend you have, you can get a secret girlfriend on your mobile phone and have sort of a digital relationship with her. Exactly. Or if you're just if you're single. If you're just single at all, yeah, and just so dream that you're cheating. Like in the show, it was the uh, the video voicemails. Like yeah, yeah. So the okay. the show the show implemented a lot of those things that were originally from you know the mobile the mobile sods. Okay. It was good. You know, the guys great, Ross Noe and Jay Rondo. Like they they're 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 of you know. The pedigree of you know rest development and uh, oh sure sunny in Philadelphia so they always were kind of funny and cheeky anyway as much as they were sexy so the show kind of developed out of that and uh, it was you know it's a first person show so you every all the everybody out there is used to video games if we're used to mm-hmm. first person shooter this is a first person you know television program this is the Cloverfield of comedy shows yeah in a way yeah so we, or like the sexy blues clues we've been uh-huh. called because you know you get talked to directly in the camera and that's really let's, funny let's go find the Punani or whatever right. I don't know and, 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 and now and so so these mobile things they're, they're probably still out there right um, I think some are some still floating around. I don't think the mobile you can get anymore, but some of the residual ones you can still get on YouTube and stuff. The girlfriends, okay. yeah. And, and, and so, 
that thing doesn't totally lend itself to a storyline immediately. No, not at all. And that's that's an interesting, you know, very good point. Because it's yeah. like, uh, to also to have a first-person game, to have a narrative that's only a straight A story is a little bit different. Mm. So um, they have to be very clever with, um, you know, what the first person sees, you know, overhears right. or, like, kind of uh, takes a look at. So, yeah, it's definitely very different that way. In, in because on TV, it never shifts perspective. We never go to your perspective. It no. always stays with the it's main you, character. It's you, the viewer. So, you know, in, in, in successful sitcoms and comedies, you always have the A subplot for the episode and the B subplot for the episode. Mm -hmm. How do you guys tackle that sort of thing? Um, well, it's kind of straight A story. I mean, like, things are worked with, like, things that you might be over, over here or be mm -hmm. privy to, like, through walls. And those are kind of B storylines. Yeah, but maybe I mean... you get into some shenanigans. Yes. Yeah, and then there's you kind of hear about it. But, I mean, like, all that stuff, you want everything to be very present and on camera. So it's, it's, it's a little different. And so it has to move a little quicker, mm -hmm. too, to kind of satiate you know, the desire to see all those things. And, and Derek, what, what's it like um, rocking one of these episodes from an actor's perspective? I mean, you're, you're, you're always told, look Never just, just look just side this the camera, look here, <laughs> look here. You're looking directly at the camera, talking to it as if it's a character. And, uh, and, and you guys probably just punch out these episodes in a couple shots. Um, What's the process like? Yeah, it's, it's I mean, probably fast and fun, right? It was really fast, super fun, and like definitely um, from the time we shot the pilot till we shot the series was almost a year later. Mm -hmm. And how many and episodes were in the series? We, we shot twelve, like half, you know, half half hours. Okay. So it's kind of like you know, like a, a cartoon, like you know, SpongeBob. And have those all aired on Comedy Central? Yeah, we we just finished okay. up. Everything got aired, and uh, yeah, so it was different looking into camera. We had a great camera guy though. He worked on the hills and stuff, so he's used to kind of being okay. in the action. So like to kind of use him as your buddy or to keep playing back, like it was definitely a different muscle to flex. And it's something now to get used to not doing. <laughs> like, oh well, really not paying attention to, to here. To the Geekscapists. You can talk to the Geekscapists all you want. Okay. I find myself uh, at times alone on this couch with the camera not even present talking to the Geekscapists. So hey. <laughs> I mean if you guys actually want to talk to each other, you guys can do that at geekscape.net and get on the forums and do all that. But just know that three years into this experience of doing Geekscape for you guys, there are psychological effects, heavy psychological effects. Well, it's also hanging out with people like Brian Gilmore for three years. As you guys know, this is Ben Dunn, this familiar voice over here. He's standing in for Brian Gilmore, our usual camera guy, producer, hanger-on. Because he got to go to Thanksgiving with my family. How, what? And I got to stay here. Wait, oh, wow. how does that work? Okay, we, we know that in the uh, soap opera that is this show, Brian is dating your younger sister. Yes. And he, <laughs> so Brian went to Thanksgiving wow. to spend it with your family. Right. Uh, and wh why were you stuck here? I had to work. Oh. Unlike, unlike normal people who have jobs that let them go, mm -hmm. I get to stay and take phone calls from... People who break their teeth on turkey. Are you, so you're still working at 1-800-DENTIST? Very much so. And that's where you can call and reach Ben. Uh, call 1-800-DENTIST. <laughs> ask, ask for, for Ben Dunn. Dunn. And, uh, and, and you, you can also communicate. I mean, this show is all about communication. It's all about the community. Which is funny, because uh, Derek here is on a show that's talking directly to the audience. Mm -hmm. I do wanna, <laughs> you, you are the character. I do want to say, after watching Secret Girlfriend, I really enjoyed uh, the fact that you would portrayed... LA in the shitty way that LA is because yeah. a lot of a lot of TV shows they glorify certain cities like yes. Friends 
everyone lived in a swanky Yeah, apartment. everything's amazing. Like, in Secret Girlfriend, there's three people living in a shitty apartment in L.A. Right. Yeah, and trying to be something that they're not, which right. is pretty much everybody which here. Yeah. Which brings me to, to how I first uh, became a fan of Mr. Derek Miller sitting to my left. You're right. Um... <laughs> My friend, you know Graham Douglas. You guys know him from playing Halo online, and, and he's on the show from time to time. He showed me your video, "Every Hipster." Yes. Which which is you hanging out in front of a brick wall or somewhere in Los Feliz or Silver Lake. Oh, yeah, we kind of all like, over the place. Like the hipster neighborhoods. Yeah. And you're acting like a complete hipster and saying what is in, what is out, what you like to do in the life of an everyday hipster. Yeah, like the whole it was like the so five minutes ago kind of uh-huh. thing and over it all. Yeah, which was kind of like right at the kind of the crest when it was just starting to become on vogue to be a hipster. Yeah, so. hipster commentary had not quite turned into a movement at that time. No, I mean, I think now we've reached, we, we've, we've crested and troughed with the uh, the criticism of the hipsters. But right. at the time, it was fun to do, and, you know, I think everyone can. It was basically you guys in the video of the Hipster Olympics that was the only thing yeah. online yeah. that was yeah. criticized, that was, that was a reflection on the hipster subculture. Exactly. Yeah, and, that was a, uh, was a blast to do. You can still find them like funnierdie.com. Yeah, they're that, all on YouTube too. It's all through um, <clears throat> Atomic Wedgie is <coughs> right. the website that we did. Um, I did another series for them too with Dave Holmes called uh, Atomic Zoo, which is really fun about morning DJs. That one is also hilarious. Oh, thanks. Because you guys know those annoying zoo crews in the morning on your drive to work. Um, I long since tuned them out and went to Sirius for Howard, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but and he also makes fun of the zoo crew, yeah. but you guys are being these loud, bombastic zoo crew, and what's great about it is you and Dave are so t- like into into the experience, you completely steamroll through the poor feelings of your female correspondents, yes, yeah. which, 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 like, which I think women is, do uh, in, in, yeah. the, in, the, in the real life situation, they just get their little, you know, little digs in here and there, but yeah, <clears throat> and it gets funny, there's more and more coming out now, we, we did one with... Uh, Jimmy Pardo and uh-huh. you know it's like because they steamroll their guests too or they get them to get to put their bits on or whatever else so that's yeah that's fun to do I will try not to make Geekscape about me because that's what those zoo crews do you oh, know right, what I mean yeah. like no like, please like they make we, we them can, about we can make this really meta they make them about themselves and it's like why the fuck did I even show up <laughs> exactly exactly I love the fact that by even bringing it up you did I did I kind of <laughs> did guys this is a weird reflection on, I mean this is a very reflective episode yeah this is brutal There's many layers here. Um, but guys be, be like Ben and I become a, a big fan of Derek Miller uh, a talented talented individual we like Thank that you. you're having success when do you find out about the uh, DVD, a series DVD of this Secret Girlfriend. Oh man, I, would I that be nice to see? That would be awesome to see. I'd love to see my face on a DVD. That would be mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I could, I could fly home happy. Um, yeah, I don't know. We're waiting to find out about second season. Hopefully, we'll know before Christmas. So, and, 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 I mean, you think when, when did you guys? When did the last episode air? Uh, two weeks ago. Okay, so yeah. so there probably wasn't enough time to say okay, this has been in the public conscious enough. Maybe the DVDs will really hit before Christmas. Yeah, you know, it'll be a next year thing if the DVDs happen. Right. right, but it's all on on demand right now. It's on demand. Yeah, everything's on demand and on iTunes, so you can find them all on iTunes. Okay, and they're beautiful on iTunes. In that night, yeah, and they come oh. down in these little tiny, tiny like files, and you're like, how could that possibly look good when it took me three seconds to download? Exactly. Unlike our show, which downloads like a behemoth <laughs> albatross from hell, <laughs> and still looks bad. It's almost our signature. The Geekscape is, uh, has such a cruddy resolution. It's lo-fi. Yeah. It's lo-fi. It's a throwback. It's like Wayne's World didn't look this bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, guys, uh, let's get into our movie reviews. Uh, 
I recently went to see this uh, this adaptation of the Cormac McCarthy movie, the the road, uh, the Cormac McCarthy book, The Road. It's got Viggo Mortensen in it. Charlize Theron uh, plays a role that has been added or expanded from the novel. Uh, there's also Robert Duvall and Guy Pearce have a bit of a cameo cameos in the movie. Uh, and The Road is about a father in a post-apocalyptic future, uh, who, like in the book, he and his son are wandering this road. Uh, hoping to get to the, the coast and make their way south. The entire sky is filled with ash. It's a desolate wasteland, and they have to be careful because everyone on that damn road wants to kill you. Uh, and eat you. Now that food, and and, and, and now that wildlife <laughs> and, uh, has all been uh, decimated, there's not a whole lot to eat except each other. So um, with two bullets left and a revolver, he and his son are stuck on this road, making their way to the coast, and it really is a gr- uh, like a grim story about faith and resolution and uh, almost sticking to your guns in, the, in that way and knowing that what you do is right. And the, the, the Charlize Theron character was uh, really expanded from the book. That's the major yeah, change. Bar- I've only read the book, so yeah. I don't know, but and, she's and, barely. And in this one, she's in it. Uh, in, she's in, in flashbacks, She's in, right? in flashbacks. Yeah. And she's in flashbacks here, but the flashbacks have been expanded. And... Um, I think what uh, what it really does is to give that that opinion that wasn't in the book. The wh- why not just give up opinion. Right. You know what I mean? Which she voices over and over again. I don't want my son. My yeah, heart my heart broke. There, there are hints to that. Yeah, there are hints of that. Yeah. Now we definitely have it. Um, not necessarily. We don't want to spoil too much, but the other big expansion was the Robert Duvall character, which in the book they pass he actually has a little bit more dialogue and, and shares oh, okay. like a meal with them and this and that. Uh, what did you think of the book? The I love the book. I thought it was, you know, I like one of those kind of like, uh, you know, you can get in one of those cathartic novels where you just feel awful. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I like that. Like, thank you for, you know, when else, when else do you get that chance? Especially from film and other things. Like, so few mediums do that. And then that book was so desolate and bleak, but I thought it was just, I was great. I really loved that book. And what I've been telling people about this movie uh, is that it won't give you any more or any less than the book. If you enjoyed the book, if you enjoyed the writing uh, that was pretty stripped down and to the point, but still had its point uh, in, in the structure of it, 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 uh, it expressed a lot. The movie works in a lot of the same way. It's paced very evenly, like the book is. Uh, it does have its suspenseful moments, but at the end of the day, sta- standing in for Cormac McCarthy's writing uh, and, and how great it is, you've got some amazing cinematography and. You know the the effects in this movie that they that they've yeah. done to make this wasteland so believable and realistic uh, and an extension of the world that we know, uh, really 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 uh, does the job of giving you that presence that the writing did in the book. That's great. I recommend Ooh, it to anybody. Um, he, he's an Australian, and his name escapes me. But he the other uh, movie he did was with Guy Pearce, and it, it was called uh, The Proposition. Oh, okay. It was a, an Australian Western, Western movie. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and he and this is a movie that had had gotten some mixed reviews when it when it when it when it tested. It had been sitting for a long time. For a year, wasn't it, it? I mean, it, it was a long delayed movie. But you know what? If you like the book, you're going to get the exact same experience out of the movie. If you're expecting more, you're not going to get it. But uh, but I was actually surprised because the bad word of mouth had kind of made me a bit trepidatious towards. See, that's kind of like the, my experience with the book. I picked up the book originally, and. For the first, I want to say probably about 20 pages, I hated it. Mm. I absolutely hated it. The writing style I didn't get. It was 
boring. You love Dean Koontz, though. I spent about five minutes on a road trip listening to a Dean Koontz audio CD, yeah. and I was like, wow. And the first thing I thought of was you. and right, how you because need, I gave you that book. That is some fifth grade reading bullshit. <laughs> that is some of the worst writing. No, Billy said... <coughs> I was, was like, probably, I, it, was it was goosebumps, dude. It, I was I was stuck in the I fucking mean, freeway reading goosebumps. I, to be fair, I haven't read a Dean Koontz book since that one I gave you. Since puberty, I hope. Well, <laughs> maybe. Which makes me think, I mean, look at all these novels that are big right now. Last weekend, we reviewed the Twilight film. Oh, Those God. things can't be bigger than a fourth grade reading level. Uh, I've never read a Harry Potter book, but like, what the fuck's going on with these? I think with, it's because like you have a lot of people who don't, want to read mm-hmm. you, it's it's easier this is why i stick to easier. comic books right yeah. but, they, but at least books, i get some artistic <laughs> like there's an artistic presence to my four-colored world but books are easier accessible for the mainstream right people don't there's there's that stigma that like uh war and peace has as well as comic books have mm-hmm. you know so when you get the things like dan brown and yeah. stephanie meyer people who write lower but still tell, you know, interesting stories. Yeah, I mean, well, the, the, Crichton, the stories are engaging. Crichton was the same way. I mean, he was able to write. And, you know, those those are such a fast, easy <coughs> read. But, I mean, at least he, you know, like, well, Dan Brown, too. Dan Brown does his research. Mm-hmm. And, like, those things are really, you know, rich with all this stuff. What about, but simple storytelling at the, right. at the end of the day. What about this Crichton book that just came out that someone raided his computer and found a pirate book? I didn't Wait, know about what? that. They just that. released it. A pirated Crichton? It, it, well, it's it literally, I think it's a story about pirates. Oh, wow. Oh, that he, he had written that, shit. that he never published. And his someone, publicist yeah. hacked into his computer. No, I'm kidding. But it's something like that. It's like, and, think that and the reviews the, hate it. Like, critics hate it. hate it because it's like, oh, well, it's a book that he didn't publish and for good reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now they have to It'll be a movie. get that money. It'll be a movie. It'll but be you're seeing that with a lot of, I mean, Kurt Vonnegut died a few years ago, and they just started re- re- releasing his unpublished short stories. Right. Uh, I'm interested in reading those because I, I loved Kurt Vonnegut uh, when I was younger. And um, as, as, as someone who's a writer, I mean, you're, you're an artist. I mean, how would you feel about somebody... Releasing things that you had, right that pos- yeah, posthumously, they're releasing things that you could not have possibly had a hand in beyond just a, a I, couple I think sketches. That's the whole thing. You can't, you can't yeah. feel anything about it. I mean, but some <laughs> of the best stuff happened, like uh, Confederacy of Dunces, a posthumous uh-huh. book, and then uh, Stieg Larsson. All those books came out after his death. The uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, that mm-hmm. whole series. So, I mean, uh, you know, I th- you know what it is. This is kind of funny. I think this is kind of neat thing. It's like our self, our self editor, our barometer uh-huh. of what's good, like. I think a lot of times it gets in our way. Right. I mean, don't you think? I think definitely, I know for myself, like, I'm afraid to show anybody script until it's absolutely perfect or anything else. Like, like no, you, well, with every hipster or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, like, that's something I don't know I would have put on, put out there. It was phenomenally funny. Well, thank you. But right. that's, for myself, I was too critical of it. And I had a friend who said, like, just put it out there. And it did great. And it, and it, and it brought me a lot of other things. And I got to do some other series. So being able to kind of turn that filter off on yourself <laughs> I think uh, will will do us a good service. Mm-hmm. Right, and you do the improvised musical at I.O. Mm-hmm. What is this? What is this? Uh, Tell me about this. <laughs> this is a show we've been doing for 11 years now, almost 12. Okay, uh, why haven't I heard it? <laughs> yeah, it's every Friday at 9 at Improv Olympic in Hollywood. And uh-huh. uh, we do a fully improvised musical in an hour. We just get the title, and we go from there. Is, See, that, is that right before the Lusty Horde? The, our boys... Uh, I don't know if they have a... Do they have a, a steady... 
Did you know our boy Tim? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim Jennings, who's been on the show course, a couple yeah. times, and like in the Dave Parks and the, yeah. and Andy Trasks and yeah, and Brendan Laughlin's, yeah. But um, we they they occasionally come after us. Okay. They're, they're more of a um, you know catch as catch can. Okay. With the time slots, but um, yeah. So but like but something that is immediate is improvisation, which is fun, and then it just it disappears into the ether. So right. if it was great, those people saw something great. But if it wasn't, so be it. Hmm. But it's just like turning off that critic. Yeah. Especially because music, like you're singing. Singing is a whole nother level of, you know, putting yourself out there. Like, it's, it floors me every single time. I still have that video of us at E3 doing Sing Star to Queen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can play it, but I don't think that's a good idea. It was, a little, it was pretty brutal. But you have to turn off that filter yeah, and play exactly. Sing Star. Oh, they're going to turn off their fucking computer. That's <laughs> what's going to happen. <laughs> Fuck the filter. They're going to be turning off their... <laughs> they're going to be done. <laughs> um, so, uh, guys... Let's let, let's talk a little bit uh, to to our guest. Um, I just reviewed the road. What, what what recently have you seen that, that you've enjoyed in the in the multiplexes? Tell uh, tell our audience what's well, going on. Well, you know, you know, life changing after you get married. Um, we haven't been hitting the movies as much because we're at home and doing Netflix. But we did just we just went and saw the uh, Christmas Carol. You saw this this three D Christmas Carol, the, the Robert Carol. Zemeckis thing. Yeah, we took our niece to see it at the El Capitan because they have a little dance show and it snows in mm -hmm. the theater and uh, it's a nice little holiday treat. But um, a lot of people really dogged on it, and like, mm -hmm. like I think you know a lot of reviewers said it was horrible. I really enjoyed it. I thought really? it was great. Yeah, and I thought Jim Carrey was great as all the ghosts, and it was a, and they they didn't pull back on the darkness of it all. Mm -hmm. And for a kid's story, it was pretty. Like, you know, I was yeah, watching my niece. Dark. I'm like, is she all right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the original Scared Straight. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it is. Um, is it better than Scrooged? Um, in some ways, yes. You know, I. Scrooge was movies like when I came out like oh this is awful but over the years I got given affinity for Scrooge oh I loved it as a yeah, kid Scrooge is great <laughs> um, <coughs> but yeah no I really enjoyed it and I thought the, three, the 3D was great to the point where um, my wife for the first five minutes she's like oh this is animated like didn't know wow yeah, like it took her a few minutes to like she just thought it was like heavy makeup yeah. or something but huh that's cool maybe I should have seen that in New York instead of the men who stare at goats the yeah. men who stare at goats turned into the audience staring at the movie. That they did not have any attachment to. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't even, I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, and it was playing at the Ziegfeld, which, I, like, when you're in New York, I was like, oh, shit, I really want to go see something at the Ziegfeld because it's a massive screen, you know, and that would have been a pretty immersive 3D experience. Mm -hmm. What do you think going forward of this this Avatar, this this thing that, that South Park calls Dancing with Smurfs? <laughs> what do you believe about this? Uh, it's funny you said because I've been having going back and forth, like, in the, in the last three nights just out at bars with people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Avatars come up. Um, has, it, has it resulted I, in fights among men? I know everyone kind of just acquiesces to, well, okay. we'll see. I maybe think maybe a fight to. is what it what, needs. I mean, yeah. You really need to come to blows to decide. I don't know. I don't know if we can discount uh, Cameron. I think there's still something good left in there. I'm buying a ticket this week. I'm telling you that much. I, I, think, I think it's time. I, I mean, we know we're going to see it. Yeah, yeah. We're going to see it, right, Ben? Benjamin, you're going to see it. I'm probably going to buy a ticket this week. I just want to see the technology. I hear the technology is incredible. Did you see that preview? That that thirty minute whatever it no, was? No, I didn't see that. A couple of people I know saw it and said, No, honestly, dude, it's not like three D. It's it is like something you've never seen before. And I was like, Oh my god, th this this must be like I go see everything that's in 3D. Like, yeah. I, I saw Bolt 3D, Monsters, Aliens, anything that's in 3D, I'll go see it. It's you and I, you and I so both, great. yeah. Coraline, man. Coraline was home. I, I missed Coraline, and I then, wish I would have. Then, then I saw you lied that to us. Home. Then you lied to us. Yeah, I just lied. I absolutely what about, just lied. Uh, what about My Bloody Valentine 3D? Oh, that was 
awesome. That I did not see. 3D. Oh, you need to hang out with us more. We go yeah. see that crap. Okay, good, good, good. I yeah. love that crap. Yeah, see that, that my wife would not go see. Yeah, I mean, listen, if there's a, a movie that your wife will not approve of, Ninja Assassin, <laughs> feel free to call me, some of the Geekscape community, yeah. Mr. Benjamin Dunn. He's, he's, he's uh, Jewish, so we use the Hasidic way of oh, saying God. it's Benjamin. Uh, it makes me know that he's talking to me. And, uh, and then we go and, uh, and we see these movies, and you can tell your wife all about it, and she can be thankful for the fact that she didn't see it. There we go. I almost saw the D, the D motion. Have you ever gone to see one of those movies with the vibrating seats that move and Whoa. do the whole what thing? Is that? I think that's that's the shit that's like on the second story of like a lot of shops on Hollywood Boulevard. You have to like, you have to like pay a premium. Put a quarter in. Put a quarter in. Yeah. Oh, so, at um at um uh, at the Man's Theater, Man's Chinese in uh-huh. the same complex, they have this demotion theater where it's these vibrating, moving seats, and like they did it for Fast Furious and oh. um what else did they do it for? Oh, the Last Final Destination, and now they're doing it for Astro Boy. So they had a preview with two of the seats out in the lobby. Okay. So, so last night my brother and I said, like, this is awesome. Now, you've actually Brrr. seen a full film in the D-Motion? I've not seen a full film, but, like, sitting in the seats, I'm like, I want to do more of it. It sounds like, $20 yeah. a ticket? How much is that? How much, How is, much is, is the D-Motion? I, I can't imagine it costs a normal ticket price. <laughs> right. Right. But you have to pay more for D-Motion. you got to pay more for the D-Motion. Well, what I worry about the D-Motion is, A, they're calling it D-Motion. Right. <laughs> which which is like, which is like, okay, uh, I'm paying for D-Motion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You, you get demoted. Uh, those of you in charge of demotion, maybe I'm saying nothing it wrong. I else. I thought it was demotion. There's nothing else you guys yeah. can think of that's still on the chalkboard of ideas. You know that that one won. <laughs> that's neat. Yeah, you like swishing. it sounds like something you would pay to, to play in like an arcade. Yeah. But in order to do so, you must fight through the gangs who are all playing Mortal Kombat and like hanging out there looking for underage girls. Right. Or you get in that thing that looks like the V shuttle from the old series mm. that takes you like, hey, it's it's the Coney Island coaster, but you're inside right. the, that shell of a thing. I would only get into one of those things if Mark Singer was there to protect yeah. me. <laughs> if I had the Beastmaster, Kodo and Poto there to protect me. We're just over this. I just had I just I loaned the original series to a friend. He's like, how did Mark Singer like in the beginning like sneak onto the ship like eight times in the first thing? Like, he's just like, whatever else. Yeah, I mean, I like the the new one. I you just, do like the I, new one? I it's getting I just started watching slammed. It. I just watched it all four episodes in the last like day. Okay. Yeah. It was pretty interesting. I like. I thought the last one was just like a kind of a waste. Like it could have been a twenty minute like the amount of information yeah. that they got rid of. But like the, I like it. I, I I'm on board. I'll see what happens. I think they sh- they could have showed us the aliens though. I mean, we could have done the Why haven't we the done skinning. That? I I heard they spoiled the fact that they're. Uh, I, I'm I'm not watching it. You know, I'm just like whatever. Uh, but I heard that they spoiled the fact that the that that the uh, aliens are wanting to harvest us like way early on, like that they're bad guys. Because remember in the original series, it was like, hey, we're gonna be your friends, blah blah blah. And it was, yeah. It was and, and then the the big fucking twist. Oh my god, they're here for nefarious reasons. Well, I think they haven't really given away that. I uh-huh. mean, it's more like I mean, they're sinister. They're sinister. The they're very. Does that just mean Nazi? Does that just mean yeah. that whenever they like they, they like stand in a doorway, they look at you halfway? <laughs> well, no, they have uh, Moran. I can't yeah, Moran uh, Mar- Baccarin or whatever from uh, Firefly. Marin. She looks like a lizard in this. She does actually. It's redi- and the way the way she blinks like gets me every time. Ah, yeah, yeah. She, she nice. Adds a in an erotic way. Yeah. Well, no, she blinks like a lizard. Oh, in but, an erotic way. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and I I haven't I've only saw episodes of the TV show. I never saw the original miniseries or anything like that of yeah. the '80s stuff. So. 
Did they have like this whole bliss thing in that as well? No, which is which is uh, kind of yeah. upset me because that was that's completely pilfered from Alienation. Remember, yeah. I think that was the whole drug story in that. Exactly. I'm like, why did they need a? Dr- I thought it was kind of ridiculous that they needed yeah. bliss in there. What else are you watching? Um, Movies, TV. What What's some news that you're excited about? I just I'm I'm halfway through the Prisoner, so I can't really speak to it yet. But how is it? This is the Jim Caviezel. Uh, yeah. Who's it? Ian in. Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen. They, they had me it? through the first two or, th- or three. I think I'm halfway through the third or fourth episode right now. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see. I, I, I can't speak to it completely yet. I'm a little... Mm. I recorded it and I watched about t- 20 minutes of the first two-hour episode. I was so bored. Yeah. The original so bored. Prisoner didn't have like this giant amoeba thing that would like, follow him around on the island or some crazy shit. It was a giant ball. Yeah. What, what is it in this? with dogs. I only made it through the... No, it's just all so. closed circuit. Is it weird? It's more of a comment on how we've become a society, like, because he works for a closed circuit surveillance mm-hmm. thing, and yeah. so it's more of a comment on that. That's kind of funny, too, because soon in, in V, how it's all comment on universal health. Okay. You know, like, because the V's offer these, <coughs> they have these health centers right. and stuff, so it's kind of like mm-hmm. how they're updating these things. And well, don't, do you, don't, don't yeah. you think that science fiction, yeah, science fiction has to have that kind of resonance yeah, definitely. It feels like it's catching up rather than being a few steps ahead, though. Right. Yes. You know, whereas like V as a kid was like, oh shit, and then you know what I mean. Like it was a little and more. And here, shocking. yeah. Here it's like, okay, that fits now. Uh, so so instead of in, instead of projecting what's gonna ha- you know where society's headed, blah 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 blah, and making a commentary right. or a warning on it. They're saying this is happening. Let's yeah. talk about that. Yeah, I mean, don't you think that? Like, I mean, that's major criticism of science fiction altogether. Mm-hmm. It's just like, well, no, like, or like, you know, the last Star Trek film where it was like, it's not. We're, we're not making steps ahead. We're just in line with what's going on. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. What is enjoyable? Um, the new Venture Brothers series is great. Mm. I'm really into that. That's one that everybody recommends to me, and I have yet to see. And then, like, I hang out. I hang out with my friends, and it's it's a show that was written just like that. for you. I it's think true. so. It absolutely. I is. think William Bibiani. Uh, talks like the Venture Brothers series, like yes. you know, just the way he talks, his affect is like. Ba- I've been told it's like the Venture Brothers, and I was like, well, can I just hang out with William Bibiani? He's a nice guy. <laughs> I like him. He's a good writer. Yeah. But the Venture Brothers, okay, I gotta check this out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, Christmas is coming up, friends. Yes. Let's think about this. Yeah, start at start at season one, and I mean, it just ev- it skewers everything that's like nerd culture. It's so great. Uh, yeah. The comic book references are fantastic, and then TV stuff. And what do you? This last wh- season, it's like I don't get. How many what's seasons going are there? Three, three seasons. Three seasons. Well, the first season starts off with it starts off with a CGC rating of, mm-hmm. of uh, what is it? The Marvel number one, right? And uh, and it jumps through time, but you only know that time's jumping from the CGC rating going That's up funny. and down in value. Yeah. it's brilliant. It's so brilliant. Yeah, that's really funny. That's cool. And uh, so, so that should be under my tree. What are some other things that you would want under your tree this this Christmas? Now that it's December, we have this rent. episode out. I want rent. Rent, rent money. Rent money. <laughs> the, the movie. Oh yes. Rent what, the what, movie. what if you the, the movie Blu-ray. or the play? Blu-ray. Are you, are you just saying you want AIDS? What are you saying here? I want the Blu-ray of Star Trek. I've been. Yeah. That's what I'm the Star Trek Blu-ray right now. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. How about yourself? What What are some of the else can get you? I want a PS3, but my wife has given me the. Let me tell you the bullshit that went down in our household. Yeah. <laughs> Come you here, Laura. You couldn't hear his, his fiance. Go, I, I, I made some money last week. And I said, hey, I'm going to get myself a PS3. Laura, my wife-to-be, you guys know her as my beautiful fiance, 
she goes, maybe you shouldn't spend it on that PS3, and you should get your ass a wedding band instead. <laughs> Which, you know what? Made some fucking sense, considering I'm, look, I'm looking at May 29th like a bullet staring me in the face. It's going to happen, baby. We're going to get married. I'm going to need that wedding band. I can't wrap a PS3 around my finger. So you know what I said as a geek? Sure, I'll get both. Anyway. <laughs> it's cheap now. I'll get both. Yeah. Um, the wedding band has to happen, but so does the PS3. Mm -hmm. Do you see a day when you will have the PS3? Um, I think next week, if we find out if there's a season two, I can easily justify that. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Guys, don't be fucktards. Go on iTunes right now and go get the entire 12 episode season yeah, of season Secret pass. Girlfriend. Okay? Yeah, just a six. You get two per thing. It's like, it's what, what do you get? It's How do you do this? Well, How is this well, well there's, there's two per half hour, so. You know, oh. you're, you're doing fine. You're doing, you're Two doing episodes fine. per half hour? There's only six episodes, Yeah, only six, technically. Oh, motherfuckers, that shit's cheap. Yeah, real cheap. Pay for that. Yep. If you're watching and this... And there's you so know many hot girls in it, too. We will be here when you get back from watching those episodes with the same crappy resolution that you guys <laughs> complain about in the audience survey. And plus, for right. all of our Geescape listeners... It gives you a first-hand experience of having sex with a hot girl. Yeah, you can for real? many times. Yeah, you can have a three-way. We'll, mm -hmm. we'll go from that. For real? Yeah. Actually, the, the 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 boys I used to nanny. I was a nanny at one time, and all the jobs that we have in Los Angeles. The uh, the the eldest is now thirteen, but the dad called me the week after the uh, three-way episode, and he goes, "We're loving the show. Just uh, next time, a little heads up if there's a uh, <laughs> porn star three-way." Well, so. Now, how long have you been in L.A., Mr. Miller? I've been here 12 years. Coming, okay, from where? From January. where? I'm from Chicago. Chicago. Okay, from Chicago. You've been here 12 years. What's the? I mean, you guys have heard of my crappy jobs. What are the, what's the crappiest job you've had in, in pursuit of inter, uh, entertainment career? I'll just give you the swath, because some of these are kind of cool, though, too. Okay. My first job, I worked for E! Uh, in True Hollywood Story. I was a PA. I left that to edit the Ian Fleming Foundation's magazine, GoldenEye, because I was a James Bond nut. So I helped them do all their DVD special editions, all that stuff. Um, I was, and then, and then I had like really give it up for acting. So mm -hmm. I've been a barista. I've done room service at the famous Chateau Marmont. Been a nanny. I've been a nanny. Oh, oh so you, you have some cool stories, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah. So I've been around. Kind of had a, a nice, yeah. Like I said, a, a large swap. And as a jack of all trades that nobody else wants. Yes. <laughs> What's been the shit, craziest shit that you've witnessed? Um, wait, which, LA has in its grasp a bunch of crazy shit just ready to throw at people in odd jobs. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, the Chateau, I think, was the best in terms of just getting to meet everybody, like, your heroes. Well, that's the other thing. Like, they're, like the great thing was a lot of the staff there at the time, well, we had a smarter staff, and then they got increasingly less intelligent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my brother and my wife both work there now. But it, but, um, but what are you saying about your wife? No, no, she's fantastic. Some of the people. She I, runs. Like, she runs the, the Morlocks. But we were. <laughs> she, she runs the uh, We no, it was great because you could come in contact with like you know I got to meet Irvine Welsh and like a, some really cool people uh -huh. come through there. But then like I got to spend an afternoon with Joe Strummer by the pool that almost got me fired just because I oh, was wow. talking music with him. That's intense. Before, right before he died, yeah. And uh, did you ever dispose of a body? <clears throat> were you ever asked to dispose of a body? No, but they have like a cleaner. Okay. Comes, yeah, there's like because people people don't realize how many people die in hotels every year, or they go there because it's uh, such a you know iconic place. Like, well, that's where I'm going to kill myself. Yeah, Pe I mean, no shit. Lori used to work in hotels for a long time, and pe people die in hotels all the time. You got to have a cleaner, right? Somebody yeah, to come in and, and take care of it. And I and you know there's you about that there's a lot of ghost stories. There's a great uh, John Belushi ghost story yes. from. 
can tell. But that's you. not where he died. He did, but Bungalow huh? Three. Oh, that was yeah. And did you ever see this ghost? Tell me the story. I didn't. There was a family there that Tell claims the story to have been haunted by it, and uh, there, there, this child that kept giggling all the time, and we talked about the funny man. And then the family didn't know Belushi had died in there or anything. And the kid would mysteriously get in and out of the crib, and they had built a closet over the spot where Belushi had died. Hmm. Like a big walk-in closet. It was a big room. They <coughs> built a closet there, and they had his crib in there. That's where oh. the kid was sleeping room so uh so one day the mom was out by the pool and she's flipping through a big vanity fair book of you know annie lebowitz photos and she flips the page and there's belushi and the little kid he was like two and a half three this kid ethan i loved him this family lived at the chateau for like four months this happened while you were there the house burned down yeah okay so i she was well anyway the kids he goes funny man funny man and i was serving him at the pool that day and she said derek um where did where did John Belushi die? I go in your bungalow, bungalow three, and then she told me the whole story. So it was really did it? Fr it had to have freaked you out. Oh, totally freaked me out. Yeah. Did you stop and look at the camera and go? Uh, yeah, my camera friend. I mean, <laughs> why isn't the camera friend here? You're you're you know being the we best. We don't want him here. The... He's so hot. He gets all the girls. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Does it ever make you mad when the camera friend gets all the girls in the show? How do you make out on the show? Um, I did fine. I got yeah. to make out with my wife in the last episode, okay. so that was good. Um, well, no, it's kind of funny. I said because a lot of the girls who were brought on did, had no idea the concept or was going uh -huh. on. They got cast, and, and they're like, "Well, where's you know the, what? That's any, that's any show that most to? actresses are yeah, that's on. true. Yeah, they're always a little a little lost. No, they'd come to set and be like, okay. so where's the guy?' And I'd be in a scene with them because you know I'm their wingman, yeah. and they're playing everything to me. And I'm like, "No, no, he's he's over there," <laughs> and they're like, "Oh." <laughs> what is this weird shit? They're like, oh, I've on? done this before. They start taking their clothes off, playing yeah. to the camera. The, no, you don't make out with me. So, it, I mean, you guys are taking the porn structure that we've seen so frequently and yeah. turning it into a show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've that seen so frequently? I mean, yeah, no comment. <laughs> uh, Laura's going back to work, audience. You going back to Farmer's Market? Yeah, he's all wrapped up, all blood Okay. <laughs> we actually had a dog rip its claw. Did you see the claw? It's on the table. Yeah. I'm gonna get a little airing at it. I want to make a necklace out of that. Yeah, like a shark. We had a yeah. We had we had a we had a Frenchie that were babysitting and his he like ripped his claw out and and I was walking around and you know, there's just blood everywhere. I'm just like, what the hell? It looked like murder happened in my apartment before you walked in here. Let's see the baby oh. right now. Oh, look at that. Who is this? Laura, this come here. Olivia. This is Olivier. Look at Olivier's little paw. He's got a little sock. Yeah. And Henri. Look at Olivier the Frenchie. This, man, oh this man. dog, can you bring him up here? Yeah, this is Henri. This dog looks here. like Hold on to the Stitch camera. in Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. yeah, very Stitch. Yeah, you're a little monster. Hi. Hi, Olivier. He's, dece he's deceptively heavy this is Henri? as well, too. Yes, right? Yeah. You, you think like it's a little dog. Have you even walked? Dog talk. Right. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. This has become a whole new show. Hi, Laura. Dogscape. <laughs> this happens quite frequently on Geekscape. You guys know that. Derek, you're new to it. Life happens. Yeah, it does. There's Geekscape. I like that this show life has Life happens. <laughs> yeah. those, those, I mean, those are my favorite parts of the shows that I watch religiously or listen to religiously. Like Howard, like, you can go back. You can see that. You can hear about the birth of his kids. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's those. If you watch Geekscape, like, there's a proposal episode. Like, <laughs> if you do this fucking show every week, it's gonna catch up with your life. You know, yeah, yeah, your yeah. life is gonna be in it. Well, it's like uh, you know, we're talking about improvisation sick. and stuff. Huh. A, you know, Del always said that the most interesting story is right next to the one being told. So uh -huh. here we are, and then there's something more interesting, like a dog claw missing. Oh, dude, it, it looked like murder had happened in my apartment. Yeah, it was and I was like, murder. what the hell is happening? And this, and this poor dog is just sitting there with like his foot up in the air, <laughs> and I'm like. 
where the fuck is the claw? I had I found it under the couch and I, and I held up this little tiny Frenchie claw and I go, this will be my earring. I'm gonna wear it like an earring, like from uh, Saint Elmo's Fire. <laughs> that shit. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Very, very so. Judd Nelson. It, it wasn't Judd Nelson. It was um. Rob Lowe. Rob, Rob Lowe. Lowe. Rob Lowe. Yeah. The fuck? I think Nelson made the headway. With I'd that have to walk around like Lowe. that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So guys, let's talk comic books real quick. Yay. Um. You read any comics? Or I did, and this married? was another thing. I don't know for you. Before we got married, I I had a moratorium because I was you know. It's expensive. It is. Yeah. And like leading up to like the five months before the wedding, she said no more because we had what? to put everything towards. And you and, and you still married this girl? I did. Yeah, that's that's how much I love. Have her. you picked up on the moratorium? Um, no, but I'm planning a uh, in the new year to get back in. So, yeah. But I was pretty heavy, you know. I was doing, I was I was getting five six titles a week and. I'm about to call this shit off. Yeah, <laughs> like it looks like you had a good arrangement. You're able to shoot Geekscape in your. Uh, I can your shoot house, Geekscape. You know? I got my action figures. I've got. Those are all comics yep. in there. Yeah. Um, and uh, I got to tell you, uh, I didn't read anything new from, from going to New York for work and, and being sick upon my return. But uh, Bibiani let me borrow The Surrogates, which is the uh, trade paperback collection of the uh, five issues that made up the the, uh, the series that was adapted into the... Um, Bruce Willis. That's Bruce Willis, epic. Jonathan Mostyle film. That's a five-issue trade. It's five issues. This trade has a bunch of ancillary stuff at the end, okay. like the making Sweet. of, original covers, some scripts, uh, some art. Um, and The Surrogates is basically about this detective, which I guess in the movie, which I haven't seen, is played by Bruce Willis. And uh, surrogates are these kind of avatars that you, you, you hang out in a bed, and you can, you can put your, your mind into a body that's walking around doing whatever you want to do, having sex, working your job for you. That way... Uh, they in, the, in that order. They, they, yeah, they created... My job is having sex. They created it um, with the ideal... Uh, kind of idealistically being like, okay, people who have lost their um, you know, their ability to walk, people, people who are in wheelchairs or paraplegic, we're going to um, give them surrogates so they could rejoin the population. Or Weird, like Avatar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what the comic is. But now, years later, people have started to moralistically be like, you know what, now we're just detaching from each other. And there's someone out there taking out surrogates and trying to create an uprising against, uh, you know, of the people who don't believe in uh, being a surrogate against all the surrogates and, and just destroy them once and for all. They're all controlled through a mainframe, blah, 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 blah. It's a sci-fi story you've heard elements of before. Um, the one thing that it would appeal that appealed to me uh, upon picking it up, wow, that is one of the dogs crying, um, is the art by this guy uh, Brett Weldell. I don't even think I'm saying his name right, but the art is a, it's kind of in a, a it looks like fell. Yeah, it, it's it's in a painted style. It looks really nice, uh, and um, it and, and, and it's cool. I was kind of ho hum at, at the end result reading through it. I think the pace of it. Is uh, is a little bit um, clumsy, yeah. and the artwork uh, doesn't do a good job of picking things up. It reminded me of, of having read Thirty Days a Night, where I'm like, okay, here's something that people really enjoyed. It's got the, it's got similar artwork, but the pace of the story kills it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Thirty Days a Night never felt like thirty days to me, which is the terror of the concept, having to outlast vampires in perpetual night for thirty days. That's a great concept, mm -hmm. but it's, it has everything to do with being able to pace the story to convey 
you surviving for 30 days. And if it just feels like you're spending the night in a slumber party, yeah. I thought the movie would fix that. The movie didn't. I liked the movie, though. You do? I did. But did it feel like 30 days? Did it feel like they were lasting, surviving 30 days? No, because there was huge time dashes and right. all that stuff. But the funny thing is, too, at the end of those 30 days, when the sunlight comes back, it only comes back for, like, five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get a whole... It's also like, it's summer. What I like about that movie, <laughs> and I'm going to blow that movie for those of you guys who haven't seen it, Josh Hartnett is sitting there, and the vampires are out, they're lighting the town on fire, and the woman he loves and this kid are under a car, Right? And there's gasoline everywhere. And he's like, oh my God, they're going to either explode or, you know, be, be discovered by the vampires unless I do something to last these last few minutes before dawn, right? So he, tur- so he injects himself or whatever, he gets himself bit, turns into a vampire, goes out there and starts whipping the vampires' asses mm-hmm. to distract them from the girls so that they can go, they can get safe. The girls under the car do not use that opportunity to go get safe. And not only that, the sun comes up with no gasoline or fire having even touched or come close to that truck they were underneath. So he just sacrificed himself for nothing. Yeah, he was a dumbass. And, that, and, and, and it's that kind of protect. But, but we got that awesome vampire that, fight. Yeah, it's that kind of protect. <laughs> it, it's, like, it's like, you know what? Put like a race to the finish in there so that the, you know, there's a struggle, you know, there's something, there, there's, there, there's a ticking clock, you yes. know, which you, which you need in a story they like this. They took the nick of time away. Like in this, you need a ticking clock, and, and as a conjunction with, with the writing and the, and the art, I didn't get that. The surrogates they fixed had to, it in the movie. Did they? You enjoyed yeah, the have movie? You seen the, have you no. seen surrogates? Because at the very end, the climax, it is very much uh, ticking okay. time bomb. I, I, I haven't oh. read the book. O- only on your suggestion, I want to see the movie now. So, oh good! Yeah, so, me too now. Thanks. So, so you can get whatever ridicule is coming your of way course. with the movie, no is, doubt. So. Is that DVD out before Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, it's either that DVD or Secret Girlfriend on iTunes. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. you can get both. Yeah, you can get both. Yeah. Um. So, guys, uh, that's comic books. Video games. Video games are dying right now because the big shit's out right now. All the big games are out right now, and between now and Christmas, it's just. That's okay. It gives what me is time it? to catch up. I've been playing Assassin's Creed 2. Uh, were you into this? I like the first one. Yeah. Graham Douglas loves this Assassin's Creed 2. The second... The, you like the first one. Yeah. You love the second one. Yeah, it's awesome. It takes everything that was bad. It really does take everything that was bad. Because I did not bad. like the first one. About It was slower. Yeah, it's I so felt it was plotting. Yeah. It looks so good. Real reason to get PS3. That and Uncharted 2. Yeah, I've heard Uncharted 2 is crazy. Oh my one, oh, here's a good uh, My co-star and secret girlfriend, Alexis Krause, she's the hot psycho ex-girlfriend. Yeah. She's nuts for Uncharted 2. Like, she's just, like, playing 24 hours a day. So Dude, if you wanted another shit. reason to like, love her. Jesus. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. They're, like, downloading, let me see what this shit looks like. Oh, they do. I mean, like, that's what most people come up to, like, so, uh, you know this girl. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> her really? and uh, Sarah as well, yeah. Oh, you gotta it's a lot of hot girls on set. Every day we showed up on set, it was like, oh, now we're shooting the lesbian bar fight. Oh, now we're shooting wow. the European models at the beach playing with a squirt gun fight. Like, I'd forget. I'd show up at work, I'm like, why are there 300 girls here? Oh, right. Was it, no, 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 no. Toughen me up for the future. Was it difficult as a, as a married man to experience that kind of crap? Um, no. Well, what did you do? My did wife's you go fantastic, to, Did so you go I'm... to a zen state? Yeah, going to very zen Like, what do you do? Well, everybody keeps saying, like, oh, you, man, you got married at the wrong time. Like, no, I got married at the exact right time. Had, right. If I'd been single on this, I would not have d- turned a performance in. Right. <laughs> I would have been t- too uh, distracted. Uh-huh. So I think everything happens for a reason. So it saved you? It saved me. And yeah, being married saved me. 
from okay. the ravages of all those. Uh, young, I mean, that's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. yeah. I'll be like, yeah, uh, being married saved me from the fucking utter loneliness that was before <laughs> her and was no doubt after her. <laughs> so I think we were saved, but for very different reasons. <coughs> yes. Oh, don't do that. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. He just called. Big cough. Uh, well, speaking of uh, Riddle all me the this. extras what are you on the set, mm-hmm. I watched that last episode and I realized that because I used to do extra work before I had to get a day job, uh, and um, there was a there was a guy that like your the character of your sister was making out with the fat guy. Yeah, I got called for that, and yeah. I was actually just started working at one eight hundred dentist that day. Oh. you could have so made out with this chick. I could have. I'm looking at him like, oh fuck. Yeah. Was she was hot. Could have been that she guy. Yeah, she's a very cute girl. She's yeah. a, yeah. also, uh, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. How yeah. well Ben, you just moved in with your lady, uh We haven't moved in yet. You haven't. We oh, just on got the a first. Place. On the first you guys are gonna move in together? Yeah. The the eleventh. What brought this on? Um uh, both of our roommates decided to move out on us. Dom moved out? Time. Yeah. Where's he moving to? He's moving in with our friends Tyler and Erica. Uh-huh. And because uh, they offered him a great deal. Like they just got a house. And they're married. They're married, and they got a two-bedroom, and they're planning on having a, starting a family soon. But they why not have Dom there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's their baby. As their, they're gonna make a big hairy baby. Cut to like Dom in a month. They're making him dress and shit. <laughs> they're yeah. using. A that's cow. what I'm telling him. There has to be strings. They're making him dress Taking and shit. Taking sharp objects out of his hands. <laughs> but cattle prodding him when he does shit wrong. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't raise an idiot. <laughs> did yeah, you, but talk did you about put up the, the gate? Worst, <laughs> so the he's worst time to move. Right at the holidays? Oh, yeah. Security deposits. But you're happy with this. Where are you guys moving to? We're moving to Toluca Lake. Oh, that's actually, nice. You know, we found a place right across the street from her place. Mm. So she just has to cross the street to move. Those are the most annoying moves, You have though, to actually Because it's everything friendship. in small boxes, and yeah. it's like 50 trips. Yeah. Because people who, like, move down the street they or whatever. They stretch it out. Yeah, they don't ever, like, pack everything. They're just like, oh, I'll, I'll take a handful of silverware. Right, and we have, like, 15 days to vacate our place to move into the new place, which is nice, I guess, but... Doesn't you guys are totally going to stretch it out. No. I hope not. I do that emotionally with the different uh, periods of my life. Yeah. Where I just... As you can tell, I'm still holding on to a shitload of childhood, <laughs> but I'll move on to adulthood fairly soon. It just didn't have any abrupt. That's why like, you had to buy a Pikmin. Yeah, I was like, I was in New York. I was like, what do I get? I'm gonna get a Pikmin T-shirt. Here we go. <laughs> all, I mean, all grossed up. I'm all grossed up. I mean, that's, that, I mean, that's why we built this little home of. Uh, Arrested Development called Geekscape so that we can find shelter in, in here from the from the slings and arrows of our more developed peers. Huh. You know, we can find refuge in each other, right? Right. And you just, or you can make a living at not growing up. Right. Yes. Yeah, which has yeah. been nice. Kind of, it, it, it's hope. good. Yeah, it is good. We live in the realm of make-believe, you and I. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, would you do anything different? I wouldn't. And, uh, you know, like, I... I've been in some relationships in and out, like through the years, and it's kind of nice too. Like, the marriage has come up again too. But uh, my wife is not from LA; she's English. Mm-hmm. She's only been here a year and a half, and all she knows is success. Because, like, mm. you know, after, did you get her off her website? How did you meet her? <laughs> I went on tour with Second City okay. onto a cruise ship, and she's a singer dancer. And uh, I, I was giving insidious. up LA. I was done because oh. I had, I had hit my complete nadir in my career. Everything sucked. I broke up with the girl. I lived together. We had a dog. Left, and I sold my car. 
put all my stuff in storage. I'm like, I'm done. I'm going to do one oh. last tour with Second City, make some money, and then start life anew. Maybe go back to school, whatever else. Um, you could be so a I painter. Went, could have been a painter. Uh-huh. Uh, no, it probably would have been way more practical. <laughs> office job. Yeah. And so. Yeah, CPA. Uh, so, yeah, so I went and I met my wife first week on and uh, kind of gave me a new lease on life, everything else. And she's like, well, I'd like to come to L.A. Let's try it. But so. she said it in a funny voice. Like, like an elf, she's an like an elf, a, like so, an elf voice. Yeah, like an elf voice. Yeah, uh-huh. let's, let's do it. So yeah, so then we, uh, I came back, and then it all came together. Like I had focus and whatever, so it was nice. That's phenomenal. Yeah, what a great story. It's a ma- a story. You met like Eowyn. She saved me. She really Eowyn, daughter Eowyn. of Eomer. Yeah, the, the leaf necklace. Made it all yeah, happen. she she speaks in like an elf language. She <laughs> she like came to you like in a forest. Her ears are. You met her on the on. ocean. She was an ocean. Yeah. Well, we said we fell in love at sea. And so, and so she saved your life from office work. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. That is a great yeah, story. So I, so I to pr- Maybe pr- my pr- life will get better. Yeah, it will. Once you get married, it all changes. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> He's moving in. He's making the next step. So, so guys, um, see, if you guys are at the end of your road, right, as geeks, it can be a hard life. Just hang on a little longer. Go out and take a cruise. <laughs> Just mix shit up a little. You don't know. There might be somebody with a funny elf voice waiting for you <laughs> to fix your life. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but she'll make you give up uh, But she'll make you give up comics. So you know what? <laughs> Scratch all that shit. Stick with your comics. And uh, just stay in your, the safety of your room. It's done me well so far. Um, kind of. So guys, um, I think if anything, that is our episode of Geekscape. Uh, I, I got to thank Mr. Derek Miller Thanks for having me. For having me. Yeah, you guys, lovely. go on iTunes right now as I'm talking. I know you can subscribe to Geekscape on there. Our little neighbor, just type a little search, My Secret Girlfriend, into the search bar. Yeah, just Secret Girlfriend. Don't even have to have money oh, on that. Secret Girlfriend. You yeah. guys can download all yeah. six episodes. And we're on Twitter and everything else, too. Get on Twitter. Do all this stuff. Of course, I'm a big fan of, what's the name of your Morning Zoo crew stuff? Oh, uh, Atomic Zoo. Check that Atomic out. Atomic Zoo. Yeah. Look for that. And then, uh, of course... Uh, every hipster, every which hipster. I think is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, we've been wanting to get Derek on the show for a while. I'm so glad to have him here. Thanks for Kudos, having me. Kudos, Ben, for, yeah. for doing this. Um, of course, you can check us out on Facebook. Just search for Geekscape. Become our fan. Uh, become our friends. You can find us all on there. And then go to geekscape.net. We have forums. Our t-shirts are on sale for 10 bucks. I can grab something from this room and mail it to you with it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a dog specify. Dog no, 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 no. I, I don't specify. I've been giving away like uh, blood energy drinks. I've been giving away buttons. I've been giving away comics. Blood energy drinks. Whenever you guys order a T-shirt from the Geekscape web store, I'll send you guys something out of this room. Wow. <laughs> Maybe the dog claw. But <laughs> you can find all that stuff on Geekscape.net. So that's the best way to go about it. Um, want you guys to get on the website. I'm going to post up. Uh, at the end of our, uh, this is our third year. At the end of our third year, we have to do another awards. I know. What are the big things of 2009? Start putting your list together. Favorite movie, favorite comic book, favorite writer, favorite everything. We're going to have the categories up on the website. You guys can vote by emailing uh, your entries to me. And on a future episode of Geekscape, we're going to reveal what your, what was your favorite co-host, what was your favorite episode, what was your favorite Geekscape moment. <laughs> and we'll have all that for you guys in the third annual uh, Geekscape party. So if you're in L.A., come on by and hang out. But uh, all the information will be on geekscape.net. Thank you guys so much for being with us another week. Ben, thank you for shooting the show. Derek, thank you once more for guesting. Thank you for having me. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you so much.